Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning, Chicago. It's Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. When a new mayor takes office, it's customary for them to replace members of the Chicago Board of Education. And yesterday, Brandon Johnson got to work on this. My colleague Sarah Carp is reporting that he replaced all but one member of the board, and he went outside the box with his appointees. Unlike previous boards, which had lawyers, bankers, and corporate types, the new board members are steeped in grassroots organizing and advocacy. Some of them are community activists and nonprofit leaders. The newly selected board president, John Ann Shee, recently stepped down from his role running the parent advocacy group Raise Your Hand. He's also a former teacher. She said his priorities include empowering local school councils, expanding community schools, and investing in special education. Elizabeth Todd Breland is the only member from the previous board staying on. She's a professor at UIC and an outspoken voice on progressive issues. The other members include the son of prominent labor activist Judy Lozano, a lawyer who runs a legal aid organization and is the head of community engagement for United Way. These will be the last fully appointed members before the district transitions to an elected board. This past weekend marked the first time we've ever hosted a NASCAR race in Chicago. It's pretty historic. So there's going to be plenty of reporting on the event in the weeks and years to come. Let's start here with some numbers. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that the race averaged almost 4.8 million viewers. It was NBC's most watched NASCAR Cup Series race since Indianapolis in 2017. Viewership peaked at almost 5.4 million around the same time Shane Van Gisbergen won. My colleague Tessa Weinberg is reporting on reactions from some businesses and tourist destinations downtown. Some say they saw mixed results from the race. The Field Museum and Art Institute say turnout was typical for a holiday weekend, but a few businesses ended up shutting their doors to make way for the event, like Exile in Bookville. It's an independent bookstore along Michigan Avenue. Co-owner Kristen Enola Gilbert says weekends are usually the busiest days for them. But this past weekend, sidewalk barricades, noise, and safety concerns prompted them to close for three days. She's not excited about the race returning next year. I'd like them to not host the race in downtown Chicago. Our city has been denied to us all for a two-day race weekend. The president of the Illinois Restaurant Association says anecdotally, downtown restaurants didn't do numbers like they normally would on a holiday weekend. He wants to look at data to see if street closures were the right choice. And as for Mayor Brandon Johnson's immediate reactions, he chose his words wisely, saying, quote, We're very grateful that despite the extreme weather, that NASCAR was able to deliver with very minimal disruption. But Tessa and our other colleague Mariah Wolfel are reporting on remarks from an economics expert. He told WBEZ that the half a million dollar event fee Chicago charged NASCAR was, quote, truly light, embarrassingly so. Johnson said the city will assess the event's economic impact before moving forward with a decision on whether to invite NASCAR back next year, even though fans can already put down a $250 deposit to save a spot for the 2024 race. NASCAR's contract with Chicago goes through 2025, but either side can walk away from the deal. 
Landlords in Illinois can no longer require their tenants to pay rent online. My colleague Alex Degman is reporting on a measure Governor J.B. Pritzker signed that says landlords have to accept all forms of valid payment for rent, including cash. Proponents say that rejecting cash or forcing the use of online portals that sometimes charge extra fees are barriers to affordable housing. But during a floor debate on the matter back in May, Republican State Senator Jill Tracy said this won't really improve housing access. If we keep passing bills that hinder a private landlord's ability to function as is best for his business, we will have less and less housing. Landlords can still offer tenants an online payment portal. The new law is already in effect, but landlords have three months before they'll start facing penalties for noncompliance. And now for a few quick hits. From Friday evening to this morning, the Chicago Police Department reported 13 homicides and 61 non-fatal shootings which is on par with the 4th of July weekend in recent years. And given all that was going on, from NASCAR to President Biden visiting the city, interim police superintendent Fred Waller says CPD, quote, did a great job overall. Murder numbers have been trending down for the last year and a half. Over the past three months, though, they have leveled off. And beach swimming in Evanston has been closed for three days straight due to high bacteria levels in Lake Michigan. This is because of all that rain on Sunday. It forced the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District to reverse the flow of the Chicago River, and that sent bacteria, including E. coli, into Lake Michigan. Evanston officials expect to open the beaches again fully today. And the Illinois State Museum has returned nearly 40 sacred artifacts to Kenya so they can go back to their rightful owners. Museum officials said in a statement yesterday that they have completed transferring 37 wooden statues to the National Museums of Kenya. The statues are considered sacred and are believed to carry the spirits of deceased male elders. The Illinois State Museum said the statues were taken from the villages and sacred sites in Kenya in the 1980s. As for the weather today, it has cooled down a bit after all that rain last night. Highs in the mid-70s and partially cloudy with a chance of more showers this morning and maybe this afternoon. And that's it for the rundown today. Thank you for listening. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.